This is John Henry Weston for LifeSite News coming to you with breaking news from Trenton, New Jersey, where the local bishop, David O'Connell, has been hospitalized with blood clots. This comes months after Bishop O'Connell was on the pages of the local newspaper with a big photo of him getting the vaccine, uh, along with, of course, the Pope's promotion of the vaccine. Let's take a look. Tonight, extra prayers in Trenton for Bishop David O'Connell. Eyewitness News has learned he is hospitalized with multiple blood clots. The Diocese of Trenton is not saying anything about his condition. O'Connell has led the Trenton Diocese since his appointment by Pope Benedict in 2010. That seems related to the new research reported on LifeSite Monday by LifeSite reporter Celeste McGovern. The new research shows that the coronavirus spike protein from COVID-19 vaccinations unexpectedly enters the bloodstream. And according to Canadian cancer vaccine researcher Dr. Byram Brindle, is a, this is a plausible explanation for the thousands of reported side effects from blood clots and heart disease to brain damage and reproductive issues coming from the vaccine. In an interview with Alex Pearson last Thursday, Dr. Brittle, uh, who, by the way, is a viral immunologist and associate professor at the University of Guelph in Ontario, he explained his findings. Let's have a listen. So we understand now, myself and some key international collaborators, we understand exactly why these problems are happening and, and many others associated with these vaccines. And the story is a bit of a scary one. So, but let me assure you that Everything that I'm stating here, that I'm going to state right now, is completely backed up by peer-reviewed scientific publications in uh, well-known and uh, well-respected scientific journals. I have all of this information uh, in hand. In short, the conclusion is we made a big mistake. We didn't realize it until now. We thought the spike protein was a great target antigen. We never knew the spike protein itself was a toxin and was a pathogenic protein. So by vaccinating people, we are inadvertently inoculating them with a toxin. In some people, this gets into circulation. And when that happens in some people, it can cause damage, especially to the cardiovascular system. And I have many other, I don't have time, but many other legitimate questions about the long-term safety, therefore, of this vaccine. For example, with it accumulating in the ovaries, one of my questions is, will we be rendering young people infertile, some of them infertile? Dr. Brittle is no mad scientist, by the way. He is a vaccine researcher who was awarded a $230,000 government grant last year for research on COVID vaccine development. Now, he got this information with a group of international scientists by filing a request for information from the Japanese regulatory agency to get access to what the, what's called a biodistribution study. That study determines where in the body the vaccines go. I would encourage all of you to go to LifeSiteNews.com to read the full story of Dr. Brittle's findings, which was written up by LifeSite reporter Celeste McGovern, who has been covering the COVID issue extensively at LifeSite. In fact, I wanted to bring on Celeste now to discuss the cardiovascular negative effects that have been seen from the vaccine in the VAERS database. To discuss the latest from the VAERS database is LifeSite's own Celeste McGovern. She is a reporter that came to us already involved in reporting on COVID-19 and what's been going on. She's from Canada and Nova Scotia. Celeste, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, John Henry. 
tell us first of all, uh, VAERS, everybody knows it a little bit about it. It's a database that has something to do with vaccine reports. What is it exactly? Well, this is a U.S. government um, website that is set up to collect um, adverse events uh, from vaccines. It's actually a passive reporting um, site. So that is that doctors are not obliged to uh, report. It's not a mandatory thing. And this is a huge problem with VAERS because it only captures um, a small fraction of adverse events uh, that people and most doctors are unaware of VAERS. A Harvard Pilgrim study from 2009 found that only 1% of events that should have been captured by VAERS were actually reported. Wow. So you're getting a, a, a small picture. Okay. None of the reports in there because it is passive and they are not confirmed as caused by the vaccine. These are just adverse events that have occurred with a temporal association to vaccination. So if somebody has a blood clot five days after their vaccine, that blood clot may or may not be caused by the vaccine, but it would certainly um, be warranted to report it. Okay, so we've got a U.S.-only database, a self-report, and suggestions are that it's a minuscule percentage, 1% even, as low as 1%. 1 to 10. Okay, so 1 to 10% of what's actually happening, but it gives us some indication. So with those provisos, um, tell us then what you see now on this vaccine adverse effect database uh, going on around the topic we're talking about now, cardiovascular problems that we learned about uh, with the vaccine through Professor Brittle's research. There have been more than uh, 4,200 deaths reported to VAERS in association with COVID-19 vaccines since they were launched in the U.S. and nearly 15,000, it's 14,900 um, reports of hospitalizations. Looking just at, for example, the entry of thrombosis, um, the medical definition and blood clot, you find 2,829 uh, events, separate events that are recorded. And just looking at pulmonary embolisms, which are lung clots, clots that um, occur in the lungs, there are 791. Um, another cardiovascular issue that's risen um, in the last uh, few weeks has been myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart. Um, you might want to get into the background on that first, but um, we've, there have been 120 reports of myocarditis and pericarditis, that's inflammation of the heart, in 18 to 29-year-olds. Wow. Let's stop you there and, and ask you about that particularly. I want you to take a look at with, with me uh, at this report from just from Connecticut. Uh, in Connecticut, they had 18 incidences of teenagers who were hospitalized uh, due to um, heart, something to do with their hearts that happened right after they received the vaccine. Let's take a look. What we know from the Department of Public Health is that there's 18 cases so far right here in Connecticut. All 18 people were hospitalized for several days. 17 of them so far have been released and sent home, and one of them remains in the hospital. The CDC is right now investigating to see if there is a cause and a link here for the inflammation of the heart muscle known as myocarditis, and if that's related to these teens getting the COVID vaccine. 
So Celeste, if you could give me your reaction uh, to that, what's going on there in Connecticut? The CDC released an advisory on uh, May 17th that it was looking into these um, events, uh, reports of myocarditis. Um, they were occurring mostly in young males um, in late teens, um, early 20s. Uh, uh, I think this is really should alarm people because if you're seeing 18 reports captured in one little state of Connecticut, what is the big picture? And, and we're only getting a tiny snapshot when we see 120 out of um, 18 to 29 year olds, 27 reports um, overall in VAERS to date. But if people are unaware of what is going on, if even doctors are not looking for this signal and they've only begun to look for this, I think this is extraordinarily alarming. I mean, particularly mm -hmm. when we consider that this age group has zero risk of fatality from COVID-19. Yeah. Why on mm -hmm. earth are we putting in an experimental uh, vaccine for which new life-threatening risks seem to be arising every, every few weeks, like brand new things mm -hmm. that nobody thought of? Those stats of the higher number of deaths from the vaccine in the USA only and those being only a fraction of the true number are truly alarming. And they've led to warnings like the one that broke yesterday from one of the Tyburn sisters in London. Have a look. You are created in the image and likeness of God. You are born free. Don't let them take your freedoms away from you and protect the children. Um, no conditions let them have that vaccine. It kills people. I've known since January, because they asked to pray for 50 people who have died. I've been a nun for 28 years in all my life. I've never been asked for anybody to, to pray for anybody who's died or even been injured by a vaccine. Only once in 2015, a, a young girl. But since January... Uh, this year, 2021, 50 people have been asked to pray. 50 people we've been asked to pray for who have died from the vaccine. In London? In, in London, in England. And in, a, um, in Ireland, a couple of people overseas as well. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. Well have courage. We're praying for you. Have courage. I can personally attest to the holiness of those nuns. I was privileged to stay at the convent when I was speaking in England in 2017. They are prayer warriors and obviously unafraid of the backlash of the world and truly concerned for the welfare of people. This is why I won't be getting this experimental so-called vaccine developed on the backs of aborted babies and being rammed down our throats by the same elite powers that attempt to force all the world into accepting abortion and the LGBT agenda. Be healthy, exercise, take vitamin D, but most of all, keep yourself spiritually healthy. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you.